At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Good morning, if you prefer. Uh, welcome to the Morning DNA. I'm Aaron Dyser, the man of a single black shirt, this time with a collar. She is Danae Hughes, the woman of a million distractions. And we're here to find out uh, what March 21st, I guess, is made of. March 21st. Uh, I guess. 2022. How do you not know the date? Yeah, because yeah. I just woke up. I don't know what's going on with my body. <laughs> Did you sleep? Did you oversleep? I oversleep. Like, I haven't slept past 7 a.m. in maybe... 15 years. years. Yeah, it's been forever. <laughs> it's been 100 years. <laughs> my body was like, no, we're just going to sleep. We're just going to sleep today. I was like, all right, I guess you need some sleep. Well, that's good. I mean, let's just be honest. We are traveling too much. <laughs> Not too enough. Too much. Not enough. Oh, man, it just it disrupts everything. I feel like it I just disrupt. got into it a routine disrupt. in my life, and then it's just like travel, travel, travel. And we're not even done yet. I have two more trips coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I love traveling. Um, it's one of my favorite things. But the disruption is weird. It really is. The disruption is is no bueno sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, I want to make sure that this is in the shot. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Sure. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, Danae has moved a book. Uh -huh. into uh into the shot guys we're nearing launch of the book when the corn is waist high which is a thriller novel by my boss jeremy scott it is good and it makes you want to throw it across the room when you get to the parts that th sometimes novels will put in front of you yeah. and i'm really excited about it we're really really trying to get more people to pre-order so i'm, I'm going to put it i'm going to put it in all of my streams so that people can rem remember to yeah. go and purchase it you can go to cinemasins.com book if you want to pre-order it there you go and this ad has been brought to you by our love our and jobs. admiration for <laughs> 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 our job it's actually not my job it truly is like just wanting to help like promote something that our boss did because it's his personal yeah. project it's not i mean technically mm -hmm. he's cinemasins but um it's really fun when you see somebody get passionate and they're really excited for something and they're good at it and it doesn't get a lot of attention because it's not like the mm -hmm. big thing or whatever so yeah uh yes white uh mco is the uh airport in orlando and that is what Danae is repping today is orlando airport mco uh that is not correct um let's see what's up here we had some reactions to this sh to the shirt where where's my reactions to the shirt oh there it is got a moco shirt on moco mm. is my um one of my absolute favorite twitch channels so for watching on twitch you can go check out moco made i think you can put a shout out in my in my channel <clears throat> and they are pushing to partner 
So they're getting enough views every single day that they're going to be able to um, qualify for partner level, which is going to be a big deal. They're just like a, a a sibling show. I've talked about them a lot. I love them. I buy their merch. I wear their pants. I wear their shirt. I drink out of their cups. I'm a fan. Wow. It sounds mm-hmm. very stalkery when you put it like that. I visit like I their wear, house. I've I wear their, their clothing. <laughs> I wear their pants. I wear their I've shirts. I've touched all of their leather. I looked inside of their laser machines. <laughs> what? Uh, no. No. Guys, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's what this so, is. So this is their merch. Moco made. Speaking of speaking of getting used to something, uh, I can can somebody help me out? Did did we just like kill daylight savings time when I wasn't paying attention? Did like the Congress like vote and just like am, I, am I missing? I'm serious. Somebody was what? talking about it last week, and somebody was talking about it this morning. That like after this last daylight savings, like we're somebody done? was like, "We're done with this." I don't know. Listen, I don't know anything. I'm trying to figure it out. You That's why I'm asking. Up. We're getting just woke up, Aaron, on the show today. <laughs> just woke up, Aaron is one of my favorites. There's a chance he's grumpy, but there's also a chance that he's really gullible. And for the first time, we can actually listen, influence what he thinks. Listen, listen. I'm gonna look it up. Daylight savings uh, time permanent. Why Kyote says the Senate passed it accidentally, but the House probably won't. Oh, so it's not official, but like okay. the process has started. <laughs> I see. Accidentally? What do you mean accidentally? I know that's what I was, was going <laughs> to like, say. Like, what is oops, guys, we wrote a bill. <laughs> Oopsie. What if they did it as a joke, and then one day they're all just like, you know what? Let's do something fun today. We've been mm-hmm. really serious for a long time. Let's do something fun. Let's kill daylight savings, and then they just do it. Well, it's the opposite, actually, of killing daylight uh, daylight savings. It's making daylight savings permanent. And what I mean by that is this this time. So, like, the the daylight savings part of our schedule will be permanent all year round. So, so every yeah. day we wake up, it's one hour later every day. <laughs> <laughs> every Sunday, <laughs> it will shift one hour. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, God. The chaos that that would cause. <laughs> I mean, it's. Okay, so the, the chaos monster in me is kind of like, let's go, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. man, the logistics of that. It, yeah. It would just be keeping track of what time it is. It's, I really like really, <laughs> Oh, no. Well, if, if you want to combine your chaos monster with my practicality, uh, we could talk about universal time. Because well, that would sure. also be a chaos monster originally. People would be like, what do you oh, yeah. mean? It is two in the morning when it's bright outside. I don't like people would but be. But who cares? It's just a number, right? It's just like, a number. It's, it's just, just a, a number. number. It can represent different things to different people in different places of the world. The nice thing it's is, fine. if you talk to somebody in the UK, you can just be like, "Hey, well, it's right. five. and they're like, "Yeah, it's five here too," because it's five everywhere. Rebels in the chat. He's like, "Good morning," because for <laughs> rebel, it is noon. Right. We know how to have these conversations. Correct. We are adults. Yes. Yes. Mm. They presented it and no ISY, no one objected because nobody was paying attention. So it passed by in unanimous consent. And normally some (laughs) (laughs) normally someone objects and that leads to um oral arguments and then a vote. Oh my god, that's fantastic. What a great moment in history. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is uh it is is it possible that it was like purposefully unanimous or literally nobody was paying attention like are there cameras of people being like hey wait what what just happened wait what did we do i know right oh oh god i'm supposed to be paying attention yeah um eight says yeah but i don't want to wake up in the dark like i am right now but that wouldn't be it right like yeah you can wake up whenever you want 
It's still, it's still you wake up when you wake up. It's just, right. you might say you're waking up at 6 p.m. Right. Uh, you might you might say you're waking up at 6 a.m. for you and it's actually right. dark out. It's just the numbers would change meaning. That's all. Right. I, yeah. You know what I think it is? I really trust our brains a lot. Like mm -hmm. when I'm learning a new keyboard or if I jump over to a Mac computer for a time or I learn a new game, I try not to, whoa, he's gone. Oh, you're back. Okay. Um, are you okay? You all right? Yeah. I, my my computer is like it's, on the fritz yeah. or something. Mm -hmm, it's doing mm -hmm. some wild stuff. I've been telling you it's time to get a new one. But, you know, yeah. are you listening yeah. to it? I don't think you're listening to me. I'm listening. It's just I you don't. You think you should listen to right your now. mother. <laughs> um, Ma! Anyhow, Ma! I think like, I think our brains know how to take over and begin to autopilot in a way when we're learning things and we just don't trust them watching iris is a reminder of this for me because mm -hmm. she's a new person new brain fresh out the womb and she's learning stuff and and your body just kind of takes over well same when we're learning there's like even try not to think about it too much let your brain figure it out i don't know i think like it would be a really uh interesting transition for sure but mm -hmm. after a little while, you, I think we would get used to it. Listen, yeah, after all of us going through a pandemic, we can do anything. That's true. Time has no meaning we right now. Now's anything. the time to do it. Time has no meaning. It hasn't for the last however many years the pandemic has been happening, which I think is at least a year, probably more like three. I'm not sure. Time has no meaning. But um, Lolly says universal time is a terrible idea. Thank you, Lolly. I appreciate just the nuance with which you present your opinions. Um, Lolly's got is... it together, guys. <laughs> uh, all right, you ready to shoot a dough? You want to shoot a dough? Yeah, I'm already shooing the dough. Okay. I, Listen, I just started you know it before you that. did. You know what I mean by that. <laughs> We're going to do the DNA in you. That is a D topic from Danae and a topic from me and you topics, which you can put in the chat at any point. Make sure you put a U in there and we will save those for the end. If you have anything you want to ask us, any kind of question, uh, anything you want us to discuss, just let us know and we will get to it at the end of the show. But we like to kick it off with today. Danae, what is the D topic for today? Um, I was thinking about the, uh, um, the, what is the word I'm looking for? The mirage of perfection, like how people say, this is perfect. Illusion. The illusion, thank you, I couldn't think of the word. But we all do think that something is perfect. And I'm not talking about like absolute perfection, but here's here's my question today, chat. And I hope this is a fun one because it's kind of like a fill in the blank. Blank is perfect. Mm. I heard someone say pizza is perfect. Now, I don't think pizza is perfect, but I also agree. Like they might think that pizza is perfect. I think we all have that thing that we think is perfect. Doesn't really need to be changed. It does what it's supposed to do. There could be lots of things. And it kind of started to like make me happy as I started to think of my list of things that I think are perfect because it ended up being things I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. And so as I was actually making my list yesterday, I sort of, I was like, this is really kind of fun to actually go, this is perfect. And I think we end mm. up uh, maybe even accidentally relying on those quote unquote perfect things because you go back to them over and over again because you find something about them to be very complete. Mm -hmm. So I'll find like certain restaurants to have a very perfect drink because they make it consistently. But then my version of perfection is very different than someone else's in a lot of ways. So I thought I would just ask you guys to throw out some things that you think are perfect. And it might be a little bit less conversational, but um, I will tell you that mine is photography. Photography is so perfect. You get to capture a moment in time that you, at your choosing. And even though it's changed over time, I was thinking about how many pictures we take because we're hanging out as a family and friends this weekend. 
and kind of capturing moments. I love it so much because I end up going back to those to kind of go, man, I was so in the moment then that I didn't stop and take a, a photo. And sometimes those memories are really valuable just because there's no one that was there. That's true. But it's also nice to be able to go back and see things. And photography has changed over time. I take a lot of pictures now and aren't present. Whereas before it was like the photo was the big thing you did every year. It was just like the one photo you took as a family. And that was mm. it because no one had cameras um, just lying in their pockets. So I don't know. But I think photography in and of itself is so it's just perfect. We get to capture something that that person finds valuable or interesting and it can evoke a lot of emotion. So I picked photography. Oh, and high waist jeans. I also think high waist jeans are perfect. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, lots of good uh, choices in the chat already. Uh, of course, Slab and Lolly coming in right at the beginning with Morning oh, DNA is perfect. Thanks, um, guys. <laughs> first of all, thank We're you. We're not, but yes. Second of all, no. No, we are. We're, we are notice Aaron and I's perfect. order. Like we literally were just <laughs> exactly, exactly opposite. Gratitude is first, thing. But uh -huh. anyhow, um, no, it's interesting. The word perfect is interesting to me because perfect, as the word was originally defined, is to mean fulfilling its intended purpose. So when something mm. is perfect, perfect, it's doing exactly what it was intended to do. We have come to have this connotation of the word perfect to mean without flaw. Right, right. Like oh, without any kind of yeah, it's kind of shifted. Anything. Yeah, and that's not what the word originally meant. So you could say the morning DNA is perfect because the morning DNA does the thing you expect it to do. It fulfills exactly thing. what the expectation is. Um, so <laughs> what a day! <laughs> <laughs> but so, you're right. Anyhow. That that's changed so much, and that's the thing mm -hmm. about the word perfect. Like for me, I'm going to answer it maybe differently than you would, Aaron. Because mm -hmm. for you, if you go by the definition, you're like. This mug is perfect. It's fulfilling its purposes, its Correct. design purpose because mug. it is holding yes. a container. Yes. And then you could look around your space and see like a hundred right. things that are fulfilling right. a purpose. But right. doesn't that take, so, so what would be the word for you that perfect has come to mean for us? Is it like sentimental? No, because that's like more reflective, <clears throat> isn't it? Yeah, that's no, more I would, reflective I, in memory. I would have to find the word. Um, what's interesting is, if, you know, philosophically, is there anything that is without flaw? Uh, no, so philosophically, right. So, you know, there's, there's the idea of, um, uh, yeah, that kind of without flaw. So anyhow, um, Chris Backinson says Dyser's ability to make any and all questions about definitions of words is perfect. <laughs> That's right. It is. It's absolutely perfect. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, Greg has a good one. Uh, Greg says chocolate is perfect. Um, chocolate's oh, a yeah. good one. That's very, well, very good. you know, and that's, that's like, what kind of chocolate? We have to have this conversation, Greg. Do you have a particular kind of chocolate that you like, or is it like all chocolates perfect? It's true. There's a lot of different kinds. Mm -hmm. uh, Polly says hobbies are perfect because the product isn't the goal, but the process is. Mm. Perfect answer. Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh, perfect answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, Doc says I don't think pizza is perfect. I know pizza is perfect. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> The uh, JCD says, uh, the art for the MoCo D&D &D game, I'd say, is perfect. However, we are currently in a whelp. We're all dead moment of the campaign after session one. Oopsie. Time to put some time travel in in there or like have an NPC come along and mm -hmm. uh, resurrect your people. And it's been 10 years and they're finally resurrected at some temple far, far away and restart your campaign. There are ways around. There are, there are ways around that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the funny thing is, I think if I'm understanding correctly, so so JCD commissioned the people that I'm the wearing the shirt today, the Moko made, and they crafted dice bags 
that have like their D&D symbol on them and they're like being painted. So the idea is that they're going to get these dice bags as part of their campaign. However, on the first session, they are now all dead and they don't even have their bags. That's pretty funny. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's pretty funny. Uh, Lolly says, having time zones instead of universal time is perfect. It's 6 p.m. here. What time is that for you? 1 a.m.? You're right. That's too late. Let's reschedule because I understand that your time is different. (laughs) But your brain would shift the other way, Lolly, too. Instead of of asking what time is it there, you would be asking when is it, what is it like at 5 there? It's just literally a different question. And you'd be like, oh, all right, well, that's too late. Let's do this another time. Like, it's... Uh-huh. It's just a, it's just a change of the verbiage. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. It's not actually time anymore. It's just colors. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I actually really like this. I want it to be in the chartreuse zone for mm-hmm. me, and yeah. this is a little bit too pink. So yes. yeah, it's aqua aquamarine right now. I'm sorry, oh, okay. I can't come to the phone. It's aquamarine. Yeah, that <laughs> that makes sense. Let's see. I'll see you on the indigo. Kids, then. you have to you have to be up at Royal Blue tomorrow. You have to be up by Royal Blue, or you I are going. I want Periwinkle. <laughs> Just let me sleep to Periwinkle, Dad. I want to sleep to Periwinkle. It's amazing. I love that. Oh no, uh, Elizabeth. I think, I think Moscow mules are perfect. Uh, do you know what's in a Moscow mule today? Uh, yeah. Okay. A copper is mug is the container. Yes, has to be in a copper mug. Ice. <laughs> sure if you want it on the rocks liquid of it's it's vodka vodka ginger beer and ginger beer and lime juice and lime juice i knew that yeah mm-hmm. none of that sounds great to me <laughs> but is hey. that why you know is because someone's been like hey have you ever tried a moscow mule and then they <laughs> like, describe it to you and you're like Bleh. let me list three ingredients that all make you sick to your stomach let's let me with a splash of pickle juice <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> Uh, Castro says the Batman starring Robert Pattinson for what it's worth. I usually don't like Batman as an actor, but Castro says that's pretty perfect. Mm. And Michael yeah. adds into the spider verse is perfect along with other five, uh, top five movies into the spider verse is so great. Uh, withhold comment on the Batman. Cause I don't want to yuck someone's yum, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, no, the Batman is, is a pretty spectacular movie. No singing in the rain. My number one movie of all time is a perfect film. In my opinion, it is just absolute perfection. I love it. Very, so I, totally um, I love this one from Ronald who says, I'm perfect. I have no bad qualities whatsoever. Hey, cheers to that. Congratulations on arriving. Nice. Uh, the word that I finally came up with Danae, is faultless. Oh. I think when, uh, when we faultless. say perfect, we mean faultless. Um, that's a good word. Yeah. So then does that help you to find some things in your mind that you feel are faultless? Fault, again, it's, I think it's a, an illusion. I think something being faultless is an illusion, but I yes. understand that. Singing Here, in the rain. Me... Singing in the rain is fault is a faultless oh, movie. God, just... And there, see, look, bah, bah. <laughs> put some little quotations around it, indicating that nice. this is sort of like an ish. This nice. is an ish sitch. Anything about that? Very, very nice. Does that help you? That helps me a lot. Is it a movie? Uh, is it really singing in the rain? Sure. I mean, if if we're going to go by the the idea of a feeling and not actual literal faultlessness, then yes, it would be a movie. Probably um, would be the answer. And it Handles would be Messiah. your top your top movie. Oh, ooh, just an incredible uh, yeah, work of music. art. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Like when it, when it all blends together mm-hmm. and just like. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's how yes. I feel. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a more euphoric than that. <laughs> <laughs> Duel of the Fates. Mm. Yeah. Devil went Very down nice. to Georgia. No. 
Yes. That's, that uh, was third on my list. I was going to get there today. I was going to get to the devil and going him going him or her going down to Georgia. High-waist jeans! High-waist jeans! High-waist jeans! Um, they're amazing. I highly recommend them to everyone. Danae just sang the high-waist jeans song. So. Uh, Greg says, Yahtzee is perfectly frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yahtzee's a fun game. Yeah. Yep. There it is. You guys are good. Flawless uh, also works. Yes. Faultless. Flawless. Flawless. Faultless. Wow. Yep. Um, you want to go on to yours now? Ooh, sure. Norwegian chocolate. Yeah. Mm. A dark, dark, dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. We can go on to my question. The A topic this morning. Uh, what display slash environment would you build in a children's museum to help kids be ready for the real world? Um, oh, man. I know where this one comes from. So, yeah, we got a chance to visit a place in St. Louis called the Magic House uh, and also the City Museum. We, we went to two kind of, quote unquote, children's museums. One was insane. The other was more like structured. I'm trying yeah. to think of different like the kind of the differences, yeah. but they both were interesting in their own ways. Um, if you don't know what the City Museum is, the City Museum is just kind of like the world's largest, largest and scariest jungle gym <laughs> in many ways um yeah yep I so did i go away again well you're kind of like and then like right. it looks like this but we can still make it work yeah so the city museum if you imagine artists getting together to design what an artist's version of education is like like exploration is probably more what the first one a uh, city museum is st louis city museum is like you walk in and all of these uh are the architecture and the sculpting of this space is where they've taken like a six-story building and they think it doesn't matter if uh, like how are we going to get the kids from the top floor to the bottom floor in the most exploration minded way possible um and then they pulled in some spelunkers and some cave people <laughs> like let's do this and then they pulled in some people who like they just got these minds together where you go into hey here's a huge sculpture that is stretching from the floor to the ceiling of this massive floor of this building it stretches about you know two three hundred feet longer it's huge it's of a whale um and then as you approach it you can peek inside of it and oh it actually is hollow on the inside and there's about 10 places that you can completely go around the corner and go underground and then there's a tunnel and there's a slide that comes from above and the only way to know what it looks like on the inside is to go into it. And that's how it is everywhere. Like there's just places to just disappear and all this stuff. That's like the city museum. Um, mm-hmm. And then the magic house obviously designed very differently. Yeah, the magic house is more of a typical children's museum with like different experiments and different rooms. But the one that I think caught my attention the most and kind of led to this question was kind of this city that they've put together that has like all these different shops in actual places you know, like banks and pizza parlor and a hospital and like all these, this environment that you can walk around the city and do different things. There's, you know, you can be a mechanic on a car or you can go fishing and then repopulate the the lake with your fish. And it's, um, there's a, there's a veterinarian clinic and like, it's just, it was this a mail place delivery like, service. Yes, yes, a mail delivery service. So it just kind of got me thinking, like, what would that environment be for you to te- help kids be ready for the real world um, in the in any kind of way? Um, Slab says budgeting. Okay, there was actually a bank there as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, uh, this was a two story kind of section where they had built this whole world. And, oh, there was also like the, the electricity, um, company where you could go and learn about how to power the, the thing. And it's kind of the idea I think was that no matter what you want to see in your, like in your city, you can kind of imagine being that here. And the bank was pretty boring compared to the other stuff, but it looked just like a bank. You walk in, there was a place to, to fill out your, <laughs> your deposit slips. And then you could, there was like a little office that you could go and sit in. And there was a computer that you could sit at and type at. They had like fake money. Um, and then they also had like safes and there was interactivity there where you could open the safes and stuff, try to open the safes, things like that. So there was a place to learn and there's no adult telling the children how to be unless the parents were doing it. So it was all children led educational. It was really, really neat. So there was a little bit of budgeting. We're talking about kids that are probably the age of, well, there's children in there that were just learning to walk up to about 10, I'd say that were in that room. Um, and they're all interactive. There's like an ice cream machine or like a little pretend ice cream maker. And all the kids would just jump up. And Iris was doing one where she was like, she's scooping ice cream for us. And so we as the adults are like ordering ice cream and she's scooping the ice cream and she's putting it together. It was this really cute little ice cream thing. And then there was another kid that just walks up and gets in line with the adults. And then it's like that little kid's turn. And so Iris just keeps like doing ice cream and they're all just, you know, imagining with each other. It was mm-hmm. really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Uh, Ronald says, uh, or Captain Rebel says, learning how to crack safes. Yeah, it's a very important skill set. That is actually in there. I don't know if you saw that, Danae. In the bank. No, I saw it, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they have three safes with different lengths of codes, and uh, the kids had to try to crack the safes in the bank. It was amazing. That actually happened. Uh, let's see. Ronald says, I'd say have a place where they can get injustice done to them and they can't do anything about it. Oh, um, that happens in every room because the children have to get along. Like one comes over and grabs something and they're like, wait, what? And so they have to work it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. A lot of that happened in the veterinary clinic, actually, because that was probably the most exciting place for the children to come. Uh, it was pretty good. To work on the pets. They had, they had little stuffed animals that were the mm-hmm. animals to be worked on and then they had a little like casts you could put the on them of course the 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 what are the the, the cones. cones they had mm-hmm. cones for them that kind of stuff you you walk in you can put on a little vet uh smock and then they have all the things that you would need to care for the animals and they have like all of the cages open and closed to get the animals and then they have stuffed animals that have dog collars or kitty collars on them with name tags attached and then on the kennels are the names of the animals. So they can try to match up names. They had x-rays. You could weigh them. Then they had like a grooming station where you could groom them and actually blow the air on them. So it was really, really interactive. Um, yeah, I think that maybe the only thing that I would have added is a school, which maybe they didn't do because they go to school. But mm-hmm. just a place where they could have a dedicated like this is where we learn. Because I, I think that oftentimes... 
like for me when i was in school i liked to become the teacher i like to teach the the my stuffed animals i'd come home and i would teach my stuffed animals what i learned that day and i think that'd be really interesting to see children in a school environment inside of this play world where would they go sit down mm. would they be the teacher um and that would be very very uh cool to see uh they also in a separate area they had different exhibits and they have an exhibit right now for india which was so neat because it was a completely new world for them they had uh, the indian market they had a house set up where you could go in and see like what a house looks like um how they hang their clothes out to dry you could wrap the sari around yourself and kind of you know learn about that culture they had the bus they had bollywood they had you know just different things and different ways of interacting you could learn about spices and I think that's another important thing inside of a, a, a little world is to also learn how to get out of that world and do something unique. So that was another place in this massive building. I mean, they had so much at the Magic House. This is just one area, this one huge room, but they had so many other things for them to explore with, you know, science, technology, there was engineering and math, all the STEM things were there, but and it was very tactile. There was all kinds of stuff going on. But for day to day, based on your question, I think I'd like to see something that was more like a teaching. Hmm. And maybe if it's not school, like on their level, maybe it would look more college if they wanted to kind of like push them outside of their comfort zone. And um, there also wasn't like a lab and that would have been really neat. However, on the opposite side of that wall was a lab where they could go in and mm -hmm. they could use water yeah. and measure things. So it was just like, it was right there. It was just on the, they had to go around like a little corner to get to it. So it was really fascinating. I, I, I highly recommend if anyone is in the United States in the Midwest, you're kind of in that like that. You want to just take a trip over there. Um, this Magic House Children's Museum was a really, really good experience. Iris talked about it on the way home quite a lot. Uh, Danae was arrested uh, at one point. I was. There was the a pizza jail. parlor. <laughs> Could be something else that'd be kind of fun, like a little cops and robbers type situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I was. Also, I was. I did I did have a good conversation too uh, about the interesting, uh, you know, all the stuff they did with understanding uh, Indian culture and that kind of stuff. And then also that there was a little bit of what we would now call appropriation where you're like dressing in the outfits and, you know, kind of, begin. but there's kind of something that kids need to do to practice empathy where they do kind of put themselves in somebody else's shoes and hmm. you know there's a difference between appropriating a culture i think again this was the conversation we had and i'd be open to hear anybody's opinion on this but there's a difference between um finding empathy and finding out what it's like to be another culture or putting a sari on or you know whatever the case may be to understand another culture and then or using that and making it your own so that you can have more views on instagram or you know whatever the case may be um you know so it's i don't know it's an interesting uh distinction and conversation to have like uh, about that kind of stuff um as we were kind of walking around all that india um, yeah exhibit I I'm watching Top Chef right now, and there's um, one of the contestants, one of the chefs was saying that when she was growing up, uh, she didn't like having people come over to her house because she had, they had something called banana ketchup. And I think it was, I think she might be Filipino, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and that she got, you know, she was af afraid to get made fun of or did get made fun of because that was like their food. I don't know. I just, I would like to see that becoming more of something that the adults, it's almost like, hey, adults, like, open up your child's mind to try new flavors and things like that um, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of uh, diversity and 
I think it's important to to bring that to the to the table. I think conversations of appropriation happen much later in life. Where, mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. for for, the, for what this place is doing is it's saying this is what another child's life is like someplace else, someplace outside of you. But yeah. also, there was an Indian family walking around and they were loving mm-hmm. it. They're like, oh, like look, hey, mm-hmm. this is where, we, hey, check it out. They had you know mm-hmm. the dots on their foreheads and were showing other children things, and it was just a really exciting experience to be seen like that. And I like, I love that a lot. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Uh, all right, I'm ready to move on to the you questions. If you are Danae, see what other people have to say. Yes, but I also want to read this from Molly, who says, when I was at uni, I was part of an SEA team where we put a psychology learning days, uh, we put on psychology learning days for primary school kids to get them excited about science and give them an opportunity to visit the university. Kids favorite was generally anything with spinning optical illusions. We learned pretty quick that you have to pause it early because there's almost always one puker in every class. Nice. Amazing. Uh, and Lolly sums it up well and says appropriation versus appreciation is all about context. Mm-hmm. I agree. And Castro adds culture appropriation uh, is only an issue when it risks the culture being lost or unfairly criticized. I will say Castro started that comment by saying, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, if you have a question for us, now is the time, um, whatever that might be. We will oh. just put a U at the poor Aaron or just ask away poor poor Aaron poor Aaron's internet you guys poor you okay are you back Aaron I'm back I'm I'm very frustrated I'm sure it 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 makes me so sad I know I know it's time it's time we got to pull the plug on one computer set up a Mm -hmm. new one it's such a pain in Mm -hmm. the butt prayers for the new computer here we go Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, it's not a great time to buy a computer right now either I know I bought one it was crazy. Uh, we're going to start with this one from Beastly Moron that Aaron starred earlier. Hey, Danae and Aaron, recently I brought up listening to y'all's old content and got y'all off on a long tangent. <laughs> Here we go again. I like long tangents. Well, I wanted to bring it back for a second because I heard Aaron discuss his love of watching League of Legends tournaments back on an old episode of The Critic, The Geek, and The Girl. I got to know, is this still a thing for you, Aaron? I wish I was more in touch um, with the League of Legends schedule because what happens is I just don't I don't realize when they're happening. But I do love watching the big tournaments, the Worlds, um, the I think there's I can't remember if it's North American or if there's just an American Championship. Um, I do love that stuff. It is I understand the game enough to follow it and uh, works exciting game. Um, so yeah, I I really do enjoy it. Uh, but I but I haven't watched in a while, mainly because I'm just not t- tied in to like when stuff is. Have so you explored Twitch? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course I have, but that's not helpful to me. Why that's not? not like because that's it's more that's the tournament di- side that you enjoy, not correct. Your, okay, it's okay. the big tournaments that I like. Like okay. I like the best of the best going at it at Worlds. You know, um, so okay. yeah, I'm I'm just I'm not interested necessarily in just watching people play League of Legends. Uh, I'm interested in watching the the pros. I wonder if you would be able to find some pros on them, and then like if you, as you watch, there's probably scheduling and stuff, and you can keep up if you really wanted to. Yes, but, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. No, no, no. To- I totally could keep up if I wanted to. This is not a matter of like, oh no, there's no resources. No, if I if I stayed tied in. I just because I'm so busy with other things, I don't stay tied into that universe. 
Um, and occasionally I'll hop on and be like, hey, when is Winter Worlds? Oh, I just missed it. They were a month ago. Oh, well. Um, you know, like that kind of thing. And so, yeah, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Next question's from Greg. Um, what is a question that you would want to ask someone who is blind from birth? Hmm. Okay. All right. This is a fun one. Um, I would ask what the first thing you'd want to see is. If you could see, because hmm. I figure that you've ha had a lot of people try to explain things to you over time. And so maybe there's something that you're most curious about. But I wonder if people like ask you what you would want or if you even want to see, because it's something that, you know, right. You might not even really want to. It's been one of the interesting things with uh, some of the, the movies and stuff that have come out um, recently on deafness, blindness, those kind of things in the idea of there is a division is too strong of a word, but there is a conversation amongst those communities about accepting and embracing your existence the way it is versus wanting it to be different, right? Like there's this, this idea of if you're always wanting different, um, then you're living a constant life of um, dissatisfaction as opposed to understanding there's real beauty in who I am and, you know, uh, that, those kind of things. So it's been interesting to kind of hear those conversations, um, which is what uh, your answer made me. So, uh, yeah. uh, just to kind of follow up, Greg answers this by saying, this is really my uh, my real answer, not just my spiritual answer. So please don't think I'm just trying to be overly cliche or spiritual, but the first thing I really ever want to see is the face of Jesus. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's awesome. It's awesome that's that really you know cool. what it is and what an incredible experience that could be. Yeah, okay. that's really um, Bubble tea. Do you love it or hate it? Do you love it or hate it, Aaron? I love it. I, but I, don't, I, love, I don't drink it very often, but when I do drink it, I really enjoy it. I have a very much a predilection for bubbly in drinks. I I love the little capsules. I think they're amazing. Like I've loved tapioca pudding forever because of that texture thing. Like so, yeah, I, I definitely dig it. Awesome. Here's one from Wikitoko who says when do you decide it's time for a new car? When does sunken costs become a thing? For example, I'm getting $1,300 of work done right now on my 10-year-old car. I apply the, uh, this is after talking a lot with Aaron through the years, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, if the cost of the repair is more than the value you could sell the car for, then that's when I start to weigh my options. And sometimes it just comes down to convenience, like what car would I buy? So if you have $1,300 and you could buy a $1,300 used car, that still needs more repairs, but maybe you could find one that's in decent shape and it's not the same kind of repair issue. That's, it's a it's a pain in the butt, um, but that's kind of when I start to go, oh, so I could fix this problem for 120 bucks. Would yeah. I buy this car for 120 bucks? Yep. Yeah, I would buy this car for 120 bucks. And so then I just kind of keep, keep up with a limp along situation. And I limped along with my car for a great number of years. So, if you're looking at the car and you're like, I would I would spend $1,300 to repair this car to be able to drive it for another few years, then you go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah. I think Danae hits it on the head as far as how I view it. There are, there are two perspectives you can use. One is the, okay, somebody offered me this vehicle uh, as it will be after it's fixed for this amount of money. Do I buy it? And if the answer is yes, then I think you, you get the work done. The other way is you could also divide whatever cost by however long you think it's going to last after you get the... Mm -hmm. the work done and think of okay what is the monthly cost of this vehicle for me to be using right now 
Um, and you know, so if you're paying twelve hundred dollars and you think that's going to extend it another year, hundred dollars a month, yeah, probably makes sense. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's everybody kind of has those own lines. I think a car is one of the key places that people can learn what it means to budget, what it means to uh, what things are worth. Um, because mm-hmm. they're they're just they're in my opinion, too many people who are just like, oh, I'm always going to have a car payment. That's just going to be in my budget for as long as I live. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, and that's just, that's a, I think that's a, unfortunately, a, a, a difficult way to live. You don't have to have that um, debt in your life at all times. So, yeah. But people from... think the same thing about phones, by the way, right now. Phones yeah. are the new cars, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. By the way, uh, Lolly asks, Aaron, what was your best celebrity meeting experience at this year's Critics' Choice Awards? Hmm. That's a great question. Yeah, on the level of like, I can't believe this is happening, was probably Will Smith. Um, That's that was, insane. That that was the one where I was like, oh, I'm talking to the Fresh Prince. Like, <laughs> this guy has been a huge part of my pop culture universe since high school. And like, that's that's amazing uh, that he would smile at me and laugh with me and just take a few seconds to shake my hand and talk and then take a picture like that was that was pretty cool uh, on a um, actual personal one on one kind of level. Um, Lynn Manuel was really great just to say thank you for all the great work he's <laughs> doing. You, and- <laughs> uh, and on a conversational level, probably had the most conversation with she just Melanie asked for one. So, I'm sorry. What was it? What was it? Melanie, uh, Melanie Linsky. We had uh, quite a conversation. Uh, this one comes from Michael. Michael, what animal would you like to spend a day as? Assuming mm. it's exactly one whole day. I know my answer. While we were in St. Louis, we went to go see Clydesdales at the Bush uh, Farm. Oh, yeah. I would for sure want to be a Clydesdale for a day. Those things look so cool. And specifically, I'd want to be one that was well taken care of and had a lot of running room like at the Grant's Farm. So I'm going to say mm. Grant's Farm Clydesdale. I'm going to give myself a little caveat. I don't want to be like any horse because then I might be one of the wild horses that has been like sent to the desert or something. Right. I want to be like a really loved and brushed and cared for beautiful horse that can just like run around and like like feel the power of running, which I guess at Grant's Farm, you don't have like the freedom of just like space because it is somewhat confined. So mm. I'd think about it maybe I could research some other places in the world where there's just like these beautiful open lands, mm-hmm. but I horse for sure. I want to know what it's like to just run and feel the power of like, sounds so cool. Yeah. And then like yeah. be like giving rides to people and be like, Hey, hop on. It's so epic with like <laughs> this long hair, just like flowing in the wind. And be- uh, spending a day as I'm going to go with a flying animal. Um, just because that would be fun to, I think, Oh yeah. Maybe a hummingbird, um, would be fun just because of the ability to really like (laughs) hover and (laughs) of course I pick the tiniest animal (laughs) possible. I mean, like there is some, there is some attraction to being like an eagle or a hawk or something like that, but, but there's something really agile about the hummingbird that I think would be really fun and no other bird can just like hover like, um, so Yeah. yeah. No, like a mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm super with you on that. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I that's think this one is about the game. But uh, did you like Katie or True Damage, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ronald, I think they're testing your knowledge. Uh, I think they're I testing, think they're my testing knowledge. your knowledge, uh, sir. 
All I understand <laughs> about KDA True Damage, I believe it's because there's music involved, if I'm correct in understanding this. I don't know. Um, I have no opinion, Ronald. Um, so, yeah, I apologize. From, I don't know that much. Here's one from Stephen who asks, have you ever had red or green chili from New Mexico? No. no. I have not. Nope, but instantly I have to poop. So thanks for that. <laughs> uh, JCD asks, so I finally took my shot and I asked somebody out. She okay. said yes, by the way. Fair. It's long distance. So what are some fun date ideas that could be done online until an in-person date can be arranged? Hmm. Well, this is where the the most fun comes from what you know about her. Right. I, dating is interesting because it's a chance for you to try to find like things to do together to both learn more about each other, but also kind of show that you already do know that person. So my instinct, it would be to start with something that is a good combination of what she likes and what you want to show about yourself too. Dating is not about trying to keep a person. It's about showing who you are, because if they don't like you, you want to know pretty early on if you're wasting your precious time. <laughs> because like, I think that we have this idea that when you date people, you want to like try to keep them. Like the goal is I'm going to make myself into this person that's so amazing that they can't go or whatever. But really, it's just a chance to create opportunities and memories and figure out does this person respond like I want them to respond? So that's why you go to restaurants. You want to see how they treat wait the wait staff. <laughs> like yeah. you don't food is great, but you go there so it's like how are you when it's late? How are you when they give you the wrong thing? Cuz if they're a total, you know, jerks, then you can kind of see more about their personality or whatever. Um so recreating that online will be really interesting, but it could be cool to like order food at the same time uh and have Uber like, you know, take it to your house and so you get to actually eat together. Could be cool. What if, what if you the same meal virtually uh, together and then ate it? What if it was like you each had like a recipe and you, you know, you know, you made oh, it together and then you make ate it, it like you're cooking it. Yeah. You're cooking it together. Like you're FaceTiming or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Google meet or whatever. And then, yeah, you're making the same, the same stuff. I mean, depending on the skill level and the desire to make food, that could be very interesting stress. There are there are lots of things you can do online. Um, there are there are virtual museums. Like you could visit a virtual museum together and kind of look at the art and talk about it. That kind of stuff. Kind of get to know what each other likes. Um, mm -hmm. You could do the Google Maps game, the 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 map game, where you're kind of mm -hmm. like guessing where things are in the world, but then that gives you conversation about like, uh, what do you think about this building or what do you think is in here? You know, just kind of get creative. Yeah. Uh, you can watch a movie together online. Many of the streaming services offer like party watching um, or you could play or a video game together on Steam. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, that's kind of fun. Like hop on Discord and like just spend some time together. So um, all kinds of personality ideas. test. Take a personality test together. Like that could be fun. Like if you really wanted to kind of get to know each other, like uh -huh. th that opens up like some really. So for me, like when I have a relationship, uh, a friendship. I want to know like what the person thinks about deep is like I'm a, I love talking about deep stuff. Part of the reason I like doing this. So um, so yeah, like those kind of personality tests, those kind of things can really open up some interesting side trail conversations, and you can kind of figure out who each other are and and those kind of things get to know each other. So yeah, lots of ideas. Hey, Verts, holy crap! I missed you coming in the chat. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. and Derek. Holy crap! 
Um, we are nearing the end of our little morning show this morning. Uh, you guys can always find our other shows both here on Twitch where they replay for, I think, a couple of months. But you can also listen to our podcast, Shoe the Dough. Uh, let's see. Do we have all that up on the screen? Yep. Yeah. You can also uh, sub on YouTube where they live forever. Uh, if you want to mm-hmm. see old shows there, uh, you can certainly do that. The podcast is going to be the place you can find the most. I um, think this is, I'd have to look, but um, we're getting close, Danae, to a hundred of these. Uh, um, of our new show format Of our on new Twitch? format, yeah. So, oh my God. So, uh, it's yeah, been, it's been a lot of fun for us. Uh, we've been doing a show of some kind together for 10 years, Aaron and I. And so we love doing this um, and we have loved being able to do this with you guys on Twitch. For those of you guys who are watching from Twitch, um, I've got a couple of options. Do you want to watch somebody paint or do you want to watch somebody RP today? Mm. Let me know in the chat. Brush for Hire is painting, like he's wrapping up the paint on a miniature and it's really beautiful. In fact, I think I'm going to send you there. I think I'm just going to make the decision and I'm going to send you to Brush for Hire because there you go. There you uh, go. he is doing some really cool stuff today. And plus it's like my 13 month sub. Nice. So we're going to go over and say hi to Brush here in just a second. Um, but for, yeah, for all of you guys watching, please, please, please um, check out the rest of our content. You can find out more ways to support Aaron and I at patreon.com slash studio DNA, which is like a little space that he and I created for our own content. And then we also work with other people from time to time to help them launch their podcasts and figure out the content that they're passionate to put out there. Um, and yeah, you can find more of us throughout the week on Twitter and Twitch. And we'll see you next Monday or Sunday. We go live every Mondays at 9 a.m. Central. All right. We'll see you then. Hopefully Bye. I won't I won't be as... Yeah, oh, poor Aaron. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $528 a month for 36 months with $49.99 due at signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024.